You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast, sponsored by Iris Elements, the weekly podcast for ambitious bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be discussing topics which will help you build a successful practice which works for you. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, welcome back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. Um, we're here with James Ashford from Go Proposal by Sage. Hi, James, how are you? Yeah, it's great, thank you. I love that intro. I feel like I'm like about to go on to some big talk show. It feels very exciting. You are on a big talk show. What do you really yes, think yeah. you are? <laughs> we always like dancing in the background before it starts. It's, uh, it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's great. Thanks everyone for joining. Let us know if you're live or if you're here watching the replay. I can't believe this is like our second to last session before the end of Bootcamp. Where's it all gone? So fast. It's been so, so fast. Thank you all so much for joining. Get, make sure you're in the comments. Make sure there are going to be some breakthroughs. Remember those light bulb emojis? I want to see lots of light bulb emojis today. Maybe There's we'll no give away a t shirt. Joe is modeling our Rise t shirt. We'll give away one of our t shirts today for a breakthrough. There'll be someone with a light bulb moment today, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, let's just, let's just give away another prize. <laughs> While James is here, he's like giving us the mood of just giving stuff away. And we are going to be talking today. Well, we never know what we're going to, we're going to talk about some really good stuff. Just, you need to be listening. And um, yeah, thank you so much for joining. I I can't believe it's the penultimate session of bootcamp. It has gone so fast. So if any of you have never met or heard of James before, I think we should start off by letting James give everyone an introduction. Hi, to start with. So I'm the, the founder of GoProposal, um, which enables, uh, which is pricing and proposal software that enables accounting and bookkeeping businesses to price consistently, to sell more confidently, and to minimize risk across their firm. But if I just wind back before I set all that up, um, I've always been interested in business. I've always wanted to run my own business. And the first business that I set up, I didn't need any of you guys. I did all my own bookkeeping. I was fine, right? Ran my own payroll, submitted my own back returns. And my finance function was an absolute nightmare. And I didn't realize how bad things were until I had my blindfold removed from me and was realized we're on the edge of a cliff and about to go over the edge in that business. And I just didn't have what it took to to pull back out of that. So we never invested fully into the finance function. I was, you know, dealing with 18 month old data and uh, making good decisions based on my finances. So fast forward a few years, I ended up meeting an accountant. I, I created a, a product called Go Proposal. And the reason why I'm so passionate about it is one is to enable uh, great businesses like the bookkeeping businesses on here to ensure they're getting paid fully for everything they're doing, but also to help their clients to invest fully into the finance function of that business. You know, as Go Proposal grew, before, just before we sold it, I was like investing three grand a month three and a half grand a month, just on the bookkeeping element alone to make sure that I had daily reconciled uh, books um, so that I could take that data and we could make insightful decisions on a daily and weekly basis to grow and scale that business. So I really champion the work that, that you guys do because without the work that you do, businesses just don't have access to the data they need to be able to run the reports and, and make the decisions that's so important. It's good to hear that you for you to say we were spending three grand a month on bookkeeping is probably quite groundbreaking like because I think lots of people think who would like be spending that much I think yeah. you I, I think people might be surprised to hear that but to hear that that is what businesses are expecting to do is really important particularly yeah. right now when we're worried about costs rising yeah and you know if I'm honest when we got the last like increasing fees i remember seeing the bookkeeping bill and thinking Shit, that's a lot like i genuinely said like can't i bring someone in house now to do this is that is this not the right time to, to do that can we not train someone up like i'm from yorkshire so i'm naturally tight not to kind of cast a special on every other yorkshire person but don't want to spend money on if i don't have to and the bookkeeper for the firm that we were using said look you're not going to get anyone to the left for that fee that amount you're not going to get anyone with the expertise that we can bring and not only that you're not just paying one individual if i'm on a holiday or if i'm ill there's other people here as well you're you're paying for that bookkeeping function to be completed accurately and let's say you go and do it yourself and you make a mistake and someone has to go back through those books for the last three years and find those mistakes like what chance have you got this is too important 
We, I need to help you to free up you and your entire team so you can focus on the core activities in your business. Why are you even asking me this question? I'm like, okay, sorry, just take my card details. Just pay, take the money. <laughs> that was that. I was put in my place. And do you know what? It, it's fair enough that clients should question it. It's fair enough they should question their fee. And you've got to value what you do enough to stand up for that, you know, Absolutely, absolutely. Because I don't think everybody does. I think they kind of cower back down and think, oh, my goodness, oh, why am I charging this much? Oh, my goodness, I have overcharged it. Or they or they blame, you know, the proposal they sent. Oh, that, oh there was a mistake. There was a mistake. And we do have to. It, it's so true. And the fact that you were investing that amount in the bookkeeping function allowed you to concentrate on your business, your core business. And I know that you've spoken about the fact that to be able to sell a business, you know, the amount of information, like three years worth of management accounts you needed to have, accurate management accounts, not anything that, because people are going to really be reading that and checking the trends and everything. It needed to be accurate. So that investment allowed your business to be bought out, but for a really good sum because you, you had the proof and the accurate information. And I suppose when you've got that accurate information as a business owner, you can make those decisions so clearly. Whereas at the beginning, you can, like you said, when your data was 18 months old, what are you making decisions on? You're just making gut instinct. And that's when you make mistakes and end up on the edge of a cliff. 100%, you know, and, you know, when, when I first started investing in that function, it was to free me up and you know to allow me to do the things that i wanted not only in my business but in my life as well like one of my core goals was to take my kids to and from school every day i talk about this a lot like when you speak to business owners like what, what, what are your goals what do you want to achieve no one knows what they really want to do and when they do they come up with something arbitrary like i want i don't know they think they think they want these things and they don't what what i'm interested in is what shows up in my life what's actually making the difference what's going to make me closer with my family closer with my life make me closer with my wife sorry you know, sleep better at night, wake up happier in the morning. And it's simple stuff, but it's, I need my time back built to focus on things. I need to know that everything's accurate. And um, I was speaking to uh, Will Farnell uh, a couple of weeks ago of uh, Farnell Clark, who I'm a huge fan of. And, you know, he's a huge advocate of daily bookkeeping. All of his clients, every client in their business um, has to subscribe to daily reconciliation. All, all of his clients are reconciled on a daily basis. And they've got it down. They've got the processes down to be able to do that. And if you're not prepared to do that, they won't work with you because they now can't, because that is the key to unlocking everything else. And so if they can't achieve that with you, they can't give you the rest of the value that you really need. I think people find it hard to say that though, if like that hasn't been the way they've worked, like been working so far. So imagine if, if you've set up a practice and you've been going for a while and then you're like, right, We've got to change a lot like pricing is going to be a thing but the way i deliver the service is going to be different where do you do you just go in with your clients and just say everything's changing it, it's hard isn't it you know because you've got relationships with these clients and you're, you're close to them and so that, that plays a part you may be living in a small town or a small village you may have to go on a school run with some of these clients and you see them on the playground every day so you think god if i increase the fee you know what will they be saying about me you know, you were talking about the PTA that you're involved with there, Zoe. Imagine if you've involved in a PTA and you've increased your fees and someone else on the PTA hears that, like you have all these fears and stuff attached to it. And not only that, we're entering a recession and fuel prices are increasing and energy prices are increasing. And look how much people are paying for diesel. There's no way I can pay, I can charge that much for my fee. So the, the, there's so much emotion involved in it. I totally get it, but you can flip it and you can completely go against the grain and 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 charge high fees and the first sale that has to be made is to you you have to make the first sale to yourself and realize how valuable you are how incredible you are how you what you unlock like i speak to some bookkeepers and they're fearful of, of increasing the fee by this much or charging this much i'm like what do you charge at the moment i'm like geez they're spending more on the sky sky subscription what are you doing like if i was a book if I was, i'd be like cancel all of your sky subscriptions Stop smoking, stop going out drinking at a weekend and give me that money because I'm far more important than all of these other things. Like you have to recognize that your client or all of your clients will have things in their life that are nice. They will have large TVs. I say this before, I say it in my book. 
all of the kids have iPhones. Like, it's just a fact, right? All the kids have a thousand pound iPhones in their pocket. They have iPads, they have the latest gadgets, they have TVs uh, in all of the bedrooms. You'll, they'll have nice holidays booked, um, they'll have nice cars on the drive. I promise you, right? They have all these nice things. And the only way they can do that if they're a business owner is by generating money in their business. And that, that, the management of that money and, and understanding the flow of that money and recording the flow of that money is what enables them to achieve all those things in their life. And what you guys do, you're the core function that unlocks all of that magic, right? To give them the life that they want. And so you have to first recognize that in terms of what it is that you're doing. You're not just providing a bookkeeping service. You're enabling me to take my kids to and from school, or you enable me to grow and scale my business and, and sell it. So you, you have to be sold on how incredible you are to start with. Yeah. At last night, we were speaking to Karen Kennedy, and she was saying exactly that. Stop saying, and I, and I know Go Proposal have this, you call it investment fees rather than costs. You, it's not costing the business something. It's not something that they're going to spend and not get anything back for. They're investing, and this is going to enable them, like like they would invest in a piece of machinery that's going to generate more income, that we can help generate more income for the business with the insights and the key performance indicators and all of this knowledge that this untaps that they they don't have at the moment by having them doing spending the time doing their own reconciliations, getting things wrong. They're not pulling any information out or like we talk about like benchmarking against other industries and stuff. If they have these insights, they can make these decisions, which are going to mean and enable them to take even more money out of the business to be able to unlock more magic. But why do we why do we dumb ourselves down? Why do we struggle so much? Why, especially in the bookkeeping, why do we not find the value or see the value? Is it because we are taught, I feel that we're taught at, um, when we go and have our exams and things, it's very transactional. And I don't think, and I think I wish that we were taught more about like what this does and means for the business owner. But I don't think those conversations, that's why what me and Zoe do and what you do is so different this business development side and personal development and things i why why do we not see the value in what we're reducing i think we're taught that we're doing it all for hmrc and company's house yeah it's because the people that are teaching don't know they don't know the answers that's you know with respect to them and, and i'm sure they do a great job in teaching you, you your skill set but they don't know how to monetize this and, and to turn it into a successful business you're not but and you know I pull you guys up, not you particularly, but people in your group when they say, I'm just a bookkeeper, right? You have businesses. You're all business owners that provide bookkeeping services, right? So you need to switch that fact that you're, you're, you're business owners yourselves, right? Um, but how do we get into that mindset and how do we recognize the value? It's not an easy thing. So first of all, we have to block out the negativity. I do not listen to the news, okay? This like, like shocks some people. I've not listened to news for 20 years. My kids have never, ever heard the news. It's not fair to inflict all the, the negativity on them. You just need to wreck it. I'm just going to go off on slightly here. But you need to understand that we, we have a part of our brain that reacts to fear. So if we become frightened by something or scared of something, that gets our full attention because we don't want to make sure, is it going to eat me? Is it going to attack me? Like if you hear a rustling in the bushes, your brain will tell you it's an animal that's going to jump out and eat you because your brain knows that it's far better off to warn you of a danger that isn't actually there than say, oh, I'll just ignore it, it'll be fine. So we have a part of our brain that's hardwired into us to look for danger. Your brain only has one job. Your brain has one job, keep you alive. Your brain's job is not to make you super wealthy, super fit. It's not designed to give you a six pack. It's not designed to have you a beautiful house. None of that stuff that we actually want, right? It's designed to keep you alive by keeping away danger. News organizations know this. So they will only tell you the bad stuff going on. I don't watch the news. I believe there is a recession going on. I believe fuel prices are rising. I don't know. I don't even look at how much fuel costs. I drive in, I fill my car up and I drive off. I don't even, I refuse to acknowledge how much it actually is. So who, like, it doesn't matter, right, to me. So first of all, you have to block out the negativity or you have zero chance of moving forward. Zero. You have to block out news. You have to block out people. I tell my kids this, what, seven and a half, eight billion people on the planet find better people. 
Like, get rid of the people. And if you can't get rid of them, learn to manage them. Like, if it's mom or someone like that, just, like, minimize your interactions with them if they bring ne negativity to you. The next thing you need to do is surround yourself with good people. Um, I love the phrase Peloton, not in the sense of the exercise bike, but in, uh, the, in the sense of, um, like, in the Tour de France, what a Peloton actually means. And what a Peloton is is, is the group of cyclists that sit around the main cyclist. So they only have to get one cyclist over the finish line and it's their time. So the rest of the cyclists on their team sit around them and they protect them from harm that's coming their way. They, they shield them from the wind. They shield them from other people. They motivate them and they encourage them. So having that core group of people around them to cheer them on and to champion them is a huge part of their success. That's why I love what you guys do. Like you guys do this, you're there championing, cheering them on, giving people what they need. But you also build that community around people as well to drive them forward. I cannot stress the importance of that, of the people you have around you that's going to determine your success. When I sold Go Proposal, it was a nine-month process to make that, to go through that acquisition process. It was the most stressful part of my life. Um, I was waking up at 4.30 every morning for the first kind of five months. Then I started waking up at 3.30 and then 2.30 on the last few days, okay? No alarm, just waking up like this, ping, and just straight on, straight into it. I had to be, I had to conserve all of my energy. The, only a small number of people knew what was going on in my life. My brother knew, my sisters didn't know. I did not tell my sisters what was going on until I got this over the line because I needed every ounce of energy. And so never before in my life have I proved that having the, the right people around you and being careful what you share with them is, is so key. And then the final thing, back to your questions, Zoe, that you probably asked me about 10 minutes ago that I've just waffled on since then, was how do you turn this around? The, the way you turn this around is slowly. And the way you turn this around is by setting the bar low. You set the bar low. So what you do is, let's say you've got a client. So we had a brilliant story. It was from Cheryl Sharp at Pink Pig Financials. And she was telling me that she'd increase the client's fees by 11 pounds a month, right? And she was absolutely buzzing. I'm, so, I'm, like, I'm like, tell me why you're buzzing so much. She says, because normally this client will discount me down by five pounds a month. But this year I've stood my ground and I've increased the fee by 11 pounds a month, right? 11 pound a month is not going to change anyone's life, okay? But it's done an important thing. So by setting the bar low, what happens is this. In your business, you're either getting better or you're getting worse, but you are not staying the same. Nothing stays the same. It's either getting better or it's getting worse. And left to its own devices, if you don't do anything, if you don't make decisions, it will be getting worse. So the angle you're on and most businesses are on is actually going downwards. So if she allows the five pound discount to happen again, she is still going down. What the 11 pound increase in fees does by setting the bar low is it changes her trajectory. It's just a change in trajectory. And then if we carry on and we carry on and we carry on, it's like, you know, doing your 10,000 steps today is not gonna make any difference in your life. Going to the gym today is not gonna make any difference in your life. Doing it every day, doing it every week will make a huge difference because it's the trajectory change we need to focus on. Oh my goodness. Oh my Sorry. goodness. No, no, no it's, 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 it's great. It's great. Okay. So I love that. We, we set the bar low and I can definitely see how rather than a five pound discount, there was an 11 pound increase is changing that traje trajectory, which is brilliant. Okay. So thinking about the people we've got listening today, we've got a mixture. We've got some people that have got to price their first ever client and we were speaking about the fact that there's quite a few people that maybe are still holding on to a job and they want to get their first client um you know how that's a big shift isn't it and maybe that and and then they're scared and then they have all of these it's my first client I've only just qualified I mean I've been in the job for years uh, we hear this a lot but I've never had my own client. I've been in the job for years. I've got all this experience, but I've never priced somebody before. How do you start off on that pricing journey? It, and with the fact like with mixed in that you you want to set the like set the bar low, but you, you need to price accurately so that because I, I love the conversation you have about pricing is the center 
of everything. And we've I've seen in the comments, and there's so many comments going through, but someone said about the fact that they started day one with Go Proposal and they've never looked back. Um, I didn't start off with that. So then I had to unpick a lot. So somebody that's starting for the first time in their pricing journey and they haven't got this kind of confidence, how do you how do you go about it? Okay, so I know you've asked me a question there. I'm just going to answer a totally different question. Though, okay. And then I'm going, to come, I'm going to come back to that. So I'm just going to start by saying that like, human beings human beings are incredible like humans have done amazing things in the past like i can we can go through all the what humans have achieved but also you are incredible like both of you both of you got kids right okay so you you have like grown children in your womb and brought them into the world and kept them safe and nurtured them like that's incredible like what you have achieved there is an amazing thing right perhaps you're married perhaps you've you know, you, you, you're still married and you've made the marriage work and you've got a house over your head and you've, you've done all these incredible things in your life. You are amazing human beings. So it's first of all to recognize that you can achieve amazing things. All we're talking about here is charging a bit more for some services, right? So this compared to everything else that you've done is really easy. So that's, that's, the first, that's the first thing I think to recognize is how amazing you are. The second thing is to start with, with which has got nothing to do with your clients and nothing to do with your fees. It's what do you want? Like, I say this, and I, I don't, I really don't say this to be negative at all, but like, life is short. We only get so many laps of the sun and we don't know how many laps we get. This morning, my son, Leo, he said, uh, he, he, he woke up this morning, put YouTube on. He was like, oh my God, my favorite YouTube, one of my favorite YouTubers is not posted for ages. He's, um, he's posted a video. He said, I saw, why haven't he posted for ages? He said he's had cancer and he's not posted. I'm like, oh God. Went on. It was the guy's dad saying he died. He was 23 years old, right? And I sat with my son. My son was really upset and we sat and went through this. And I'm like, dude, like, we just don't know how many laps of the sun any of us gets. We've, we've got to go for it. Whatever it is, whatever is important to you, you've got to go for it. And when we boil it down, whatever it is that, you want in life, you have to figure that out to start with. Whatever you want with your family, you have to figure it out. And it's nearly always simple, right? It's that you want to spend more time with your kids. You want your kids to have opportunities. You want you and your partner to be happy. You want to have holidays away together. You don't want to work weekends. You want to finish at three o'clock every single day. You want to go to the gym. You want to be fit, healthy, and active. You want to earn three grand, four grand, five grand a month, whatever it is that you want, right? I don't know what it is that you want, but it all starts with that, okay? So first of all, you've got to figure out what you want. Second of all, realize what incredible human beings you are with everything that you've achieved up until this point. And with everyone I meet in this space, you're good people, right? And if you're good people and you're doing good things, my belief is that the universe is on your side and is conspiring to help you. But the universe can't help you, whatever you believe in can't help you until you first say what you want help with. So let's say, for example, that is, I want to clear two grand a month, or I want to clear five grand a month, or whatever it is that you want. You've got to decide with what it is that you want to start with. And then the pricing of clients and all that stuff starts to become a lot easier. We'll figure that out. We'll help you to figure that out. The way you figure it out is you just, this is really simple and really boring. You copy off the people who are already doing it. It's dead simple, right? You don't want to have to reinvent stuff. I don't need to reinvent it. I'm like, how much are you making a month? Brilliant. Can you tell me how to do that? That is how I got to where I got to. I've got millionaire friends and I'm like, how did you achieve that? How did you get to this point? How did you start making five grand a month? How did you start making 10 grand a month? They were the questions I wanted to know. And then I just became focused on that until I got there. That was, that was my goal. What was your question again? Who knows? I don't know. I, the thing is, right? Yeah, I, I'm like I'm with you because I think when we start a business, we think I will work all this stuff out myself. And I did this. I was like, oh great, I'll like go in and get some like business coaching and I'll read all the books and I'll have a go and I'll try this and I'll do all these free trials of stuff and demos and things and learn about sales and stuff like that. And actually the best 
the, the, the shortcuts are when you ask people who are already part of it, but this isn't an industry where usually we are, or we expect to be collaborative. It was still like, I spoke to an accountant, Della Hudson, you might know Della, and I was yeah. like, Della, can I buy you lunch? Talk to me about pricing, what do I charge? And like, she helped me and she was like, you could do this and this and this, but it still felt like, oh, I shouldn't be asking. And, uh, and like, we don't have to be like that. Like there are people here in this group who are doing all the things, who know all the things, and there's no reason why we can't share it. So I, yeah, I agree, surround yourself. 100%, and, and that's what I love what you guys are doing which is, you know, you don't claim to be perfect or everything figured out, but you've achieved great success in your own businesses and you've helped many other people to achieve the same thing. And what you're doing is you're throwing a hand down saying, grab on, I can help you to get up to here. And if we all keep doing that, we can all help each other to get further up. But we all like to think that our situation is unique. Ah, yeah, it's not the same for me because I'm based here. I live in Doncaster. I only deal with rural clients. Uh, it won't work for me because I'm only a one-man band or I'm an army of one or I've only just started or I only have this qualification. And if I can swear, we come up with all these bullshit excuses as to why we think our situation is completely unique and what you've got won't work for me. And it's not right, okay? It's really straightforward when you break it all down and you can just copy off other people. And that's all I do. That's the way I have grown. And why don't we do it? Why don't we do it? I'm not sure if it's ego that kicks in. I'm not sure if we, we want to feel that we've achieved that success ourselves. I don't know if it's stubbornness or whatever, like my little girl Scarlett, when she was little, if you tried to offer to cut her food up, she'd be like, no, she'd like she would rather choke to death on her own food than allow <laughs> anyone else to cut it up, right? That's fine when you're six. It's not fine when you're 36 and you're trying to build a business to make you a few mm -hmm. grand a month to live life, right? So we have to get our ego out of the way mm -hmm. and we have to say, I don't know how to do this. Can you show me and can you help me on those steps, with those steps? Oh, so true so true I've, we have i think when when some people join our um membership and they start they come into it and they're like did she really just tell us all of that i can't what are we meant to do with that information and i'm like like i'm like oh here's my onboarding list this is exactly the step i take my clients through copy it go for it and they're like what really why, why would you do that what they don't they there's, and I think it's just how we've been brought up. And I definitely know working in traditional practices that it was a very closed book. You wouldn't, I don't, they didn't even tell their staff their marketing strategy, let alone anybody else. Um, it was all very, or if they had one, I mean, they they just, everything was a closed book. And I think it's, it's a very, it's a new era. We're in a new, and that is like mine and Zoe's passion is to, I love what you said about throwing down the rope and saying, come on, We'll get you to this next step and that's exactly what and the thing is i think we fear competition i think there's like a fear that well if i start doing that and everyone realizes that we can all do this then i'm going to be i'm going to have a smaller piece of the pie like they're all going to do it and there's just the pie is just astronomical that there's there's such a big pie and I, we can all have a piece it's a real key thing and, and this was the theme of my book untapped which is the difference between scarcity thinking and uh, abundant thinking and so whatever you think in a scarcity mode which is there isn't enough i don't have enough and as other people get more there is less for me to get that's scarcity thinking where abundance thinking says there's more than enough i'm good enough i am enough i have enough i'm capable of getting more and as i see other people achieve things there's more chance of me getting it so like the example I give is with a car, like if my sister saw someone with a nice car that she knew, she'd be like, oh, look at them with that showing off. Uh, and in her head, think there's now less cars available for her to access, right? Where in my head, if I see someone with a nice car, I pulled onto our, my road last year and I saw this guy and he had a Porsche, brand new Porsche parked outside. I didn't even know, I've seen him to wait to say hi to, but I don't know who he is. I pulled up, knocked on his door and said, hey, I don't know what you do, I don't know how you've managed to get that car when you drive, but well done. I love it. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm going to smile every time I drive past it. Just well done, mate. Like when I see people achieving things, I just think that's now possible. It makes it more possible for me to achieve it because it's proof that it can be done. And that's an abundant mindset. And we, we talk, people talk about you have to work on your business. You have to work on your business more than work in your business. And that's true. But you have to work on yourself. 
more than you work on your business and in your business, far more. It's the biggest thing we have to do. We have to value ourselves first and realize, you know, realize what we're worth and we have to overcome all of this negativity. And we're not going to fix it on this call. I've written my books and they help people, but they're not going to fix it either. This is like a lifelong commitment to, to solving these issues. But And it starts in our head. I guarantee everyone's issues that they've got in their business is all in their head today. People don't want to hear that. And people, sorry, people don't want to hear that. They would much rather hear it's the fact that, oh, no, it's not. It's nothing to do with me. It's that that client won't pay me this much or they don't value that. No, no, it's, it's, all, it's all you. You are responsible for everything. Nothing is happening to you. Everything is happening because of you. You don't want to hear that. But the moment you accept it and you realize that you're the problem, you will now realize that you're also the solution and you can change it. <laughs> 100%. I think, James, when you said that, and I can't remember when I heard it, but, um, and I definitely, and I'd learned just before I started this practice that everything doesn't happen to us. I, I heard the phrase, everything happens for us. Um, but I, both ways, because, you know, because of you and things. And the biggest shift I think I made in this practice compared to my previous four that were failures is that I stopped blaming other people for anything and I started taking responsibility for the fact that, okay, if something goes wrong and maybe, for example, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of something that's gone wrong. Maybe something wasn't filed on time. Rather than me going, oh, well, that was down to that person in my team. They should have done that. They've done it wrong. I, I've got a new way of thinking. And I just think and look back and I don't blame anyone but I look at myself and think, where, where was I? Where did I not teach somebody something? Where, where are my systems falling down? What have I not? And you know, and if the client maybe they say, oh, well, the client did give, okay, well, what was wrong in my onboarding system that they didn't realise the importance of this? What have I not taught? What have I not done? And that has been the biggest shift that that mindset shift, and that did take me working on myself, not on my business, to make that shift. And, and it's liberating, really, because when you blame everybody else, you've got no control. And now I have that control back. And it does mean that it's, it's not easy and to put it all up. But I also have the solutions when it's my yeah. problem. And so I'm like, okay, well, I can fix this might need someone else's input, I might not have the answers. But I'm the I'm the person that's going to kick off the solution so that it never happens again. And um, it's it's been a really big learning curve, but it's def I I hadn't thought of it, but it really is the biggest change. Is in and then when we don't have the money in the bank or something, then well, okay, that's down to me and the pricing that I've decided on. Or you know, at the moment, I know I'm a bottleneck in my practice for repricing. That I need, I need to work on that. But I'm not, I'm not there saying, well. They should just get on with it. I had to get on with it. I had to learn Go Proposal. I had to do this. I don't say that anymore, but I used to. And I can listen back and cringe at how I used to be. But I think a, a lot of people, um, recognising things like that in yourself isn't isn't easy. But reading your books and learning, and I love the thing, the thing about the diamond. I mean, that all clients, like diamonds don't look like diamonds when you find them. And clients don't look like amazing clients when you find them. There you go. I'm trying to find them on my desk. There, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so obviously, like the example I always give is like I was a complete pain in the ass for my last accountant, and I was spending 200 quid a month or whatever, and he was trying to sell me into 250 pound a month and increase my bookkeeping fee, and I didn't see the value in it. And then I went to my accounting place and started spending 750 pound a month, and I could see the value in it. Now I'm sure he still talks about me being a pain in the backside. I've no idea if he knows what I went on to do afterwards, but when I was working with Map over the the following five years, I invested a quarter of a million pound into the finance function of that business. And the majority of it was into the bookkeeping element. So what had changed? I wasn't, a diff I was the same person, same dreams, hopes and fears, but it was the way I was treated. And so the idea is that diamonds don't look like diamonds. That's a diamond. It's not a real one. It's a diamond. Diamonds look like this. Okay. Diamonds are rough lumps of rock with sharp, ed sharp edges, covered in crap, buried in the ground that you have to dig out, knock into shape, polish up and turn into this. And so what I, I kind of train people in is the fact that you don't need the ability to go out there and find the diamonds. You need the ability to create diamonds. And then no one can take that away from you. And I guarantee, I guarantee you now, everyone on this call, if you have a client or a few clients, you have got clients who would pay significantly more than they're paying now. 
you've all got one client who would pay you 10 times more than they're currently paying. Fact, absolute fact. If you was to have a different conversation with them, if you was to believe in it, if you was to go and have that different conversation, and this isn't a case of, I don't care what size you are in terms of your practice, I don't care how long you've been going for. I see this with, like I say, armies of one. I also work with top 20 accountancy firms as well, turning over tens of millions. And I know they're leaving 5 million on the table of work they're doing and not charging for. And I'm currently helping them to get that back in. We've got a firm that I talked about in my book who turns over a million pounds. Um, and I've, they've, I've currently got them repricing the clients. They've been doing it for one month now, the, the 10% of the way in, and they've found an additional 30,000 pounds of revenue, 36,000 pounds of revenue. So if they continue that, they'll grow their revenue by 30 to 40% in that business for the work they're already doing. And I think, you know, most, most practices could increase the revenue by 30 to 40% if they just saw what they had as not as not as lumps of rock and bad clients, but actually as as diamonds that, that, that they could create, you know. And it all, like you say, and I want to get into some practical stuff, so people have got some practical steps here to take away with them. It, it it's all about the core problem in their business. Can I show you a quick demo of what the problem is? I don't think I don't know if I've shown you this before. Can I share my screen? Um, I can... yeah, I should be able to. Share, share screen. Yeah. Share screen. I've got two monitors. Um, let me see if I can. Let me see if I know how to do this. Sorry, window. I don't know if it's going to be the right one. Let's have a look. Let's just try. Let's just try, Sheree. Am I, am I sharing something? Uh, no, but if I do, I, I can't see anything up there. So, um... I might have my preferences. Maybe, maybe I can't do it. Okay, I'll have to. I'll have to share this. I'll have to share this with you afterwards. Um. All right. Give me one second. You you talk. You ask me a question while I'm doing this. Let me see if I can. Um, okay. So one of those challenges then for people might be, you know, when you start your practice and there are a few businesses you start working with, maybe they're like family friends or something. And you're like, you really you want to help them out and you want to get the experience and they've been really loyal to you. They spread the word and you really don't want to touch their fees. How do you reprice those clients without damaging that relationship? Again, you've got to understand your motivation for why you want to do this. But to my mind, it's to go back to, if you don't reprice it, you're going to damage the relationship. Yeah. It's not that if you reprice it, you're going to damage it. If you don't reprice it, you're going to damage it because you're going to resent, you're going to resent that person. You're never going to want to pick up their file. Whenever they, whenever you see their name on the phone, you're like, oh, I can't deal with this anymore. It's going to absolutely do your head in. And I promise you the relationship is already corroding. So by reestablishing the fee, you are protecting that relationship. So, and that that is what I would go in with. I would go in and I would communicate. If ever you've got to have a difficult conversation with someone, communicate your intention first. Say, hey, look, love working with you. I love our relationship, and I want to protect our relationship more than ever. Right? That's what that's what you want. I want I want to keep our relationship intact. However, the way I'm charging you at the moment, the way I'm pricing for these services. It's going to affect our relationship because it's too low. And I'll be dead honest with you. When you come in and I'm getting your file to this work, I really don't want to do it. In fact, I resent doing it. Or, or, or I don't want to get to the point where I'm going to resent doing it. So we need to either, you've got one or two options. Either you can keep paying what you're paying or you can keep having what you're having, but you can't have both. Okay? So we need to, we need to increase your fees. And I'm going to show you what that looks like. Bearing in mind, once you've done that, guys, they don't have to stay with you. You're not forcing them to stay with you or to keep paying the fee. They can go off. And sometimes that will happen. It'll be rare, but they may go off. And do you know what? They'll come back. Eventually, they'll come back. Um, but you have to stand up for what it is that you're worth. What we ideally want to do, though, Zoe, is we don't want to get to that situation in the first place. So if ever you get a referral that's for, for a family or friend, from a family or friend or anything like that. So let's say, for example, you're out at a wedding. And someone says, you need to speak to Zoe or you need to speak to Joe, okay? Uh, they'll look after you, bookkeeping for you, they're brilliant. And they're my, they're my friend, they'll look after you, right? So they come and sit with you, hiya, so-and-so just told me I should come and speak to you uh, because you do bookkeeping. I've just set up a business, I really want help. Can you do that? Absolutely. And then here's the words you need to write down, okay? Absolutely, but there's something you need to know. There's something you need to know. Six words. Okay, that will get their complete attention. There's something you need to know. 
when you come and sit with me and work with me, I operate to the highest levels of professionalism and care. And I will show you those same levels of professionalism and care that I show to every other client that I've got. And as such, the only way I can do that is if I charge you the same amount that I charge them. Is that okay? That's it. If it's not okay, cool. See you later. We've not got into the, the problem. If it is cool, they come on board. And do you know who's most relieved at that? Them. They are most relieved that you've had that conversation. I've told this story before. I've got a really good friend of mine. He's a carpet cleaner. I've got a brilliant carpet cleaning around here. My wife won't have him clean our carpets anymore. And the reason why is because the last few times he won't charge us. I'm like, Alan, you have to charge me. Please, I've got the cash. I'm like, I'm not hard up. I will pay you to clean our carpets. Because he won't charge, Becky says, now, I feel too uncomfortable having him around. Okay? So I'd now rather pay someone else because I want to pay the cash. Yeah? And so it's a huge relief for the other person knowing that they're paying full price because then if I, if I ever want to come back to you and get something else, I know I can do, I know you're going to charge me. And if ever you've done anything wrong that I'm not happy with, I can come and tell you that I'm not happy with that because I'm paying you the full price. That protect, paying full price protects the relationship. Make sure it's, that's in place up front. And if not, make sure you reestablish that moving forward. Oh, amazing. Amazing. I have actually used those words and it was so much more comfortable than getting into a relationship with a friend or family member not charging what I wanted. To, I mean, you know, and and they and like you say, they actually are like brilliant. That's exactly how I want it to be as well. And I know yeah. how I feel when you know people want to do me a favor. I don't like it. I want to I want to pay everybody. I've got my best friend started a dance school, and um, and I go to her. I go to her. I helped her set up a stripe so that people could pay her, and um, I knew she wouldn't let me pay but I knew that I'd set up Stripe so I can pay her and she can't do anything about it. And that's, <laughs> I've got the link so I can pay her. And, um, really, you know, and I, I feel I can go along and enjoy myself because there's an exchange in services and, you know, and I, I want that, I want that to work. Can we talk about, cause I know we haven't got ages left, but can we talk about your new book untapped and how it came about? Because it's amazing. And I, I want everyone to hear about that. Yeah, sure. So it was at the end of, um, kind of during COVID and I was dealing with some accountants who were kind of challenging the the fee of GoProposal actually. They, they, they were paying the, the cheaper fee for GoProposal and they need to increase by a tier uh, so they could have unlimited proposals. They, they had like five proposals a month and they wanted to go to unlimited proposals and it was an extra £60 a month. And they were like, can't I just pay per proposal? I'm like, £60 a month? What are you talking about? Like you're going to make so much more money from this. This is ridiculous. Even just on the time savings, it's going to say it's going to save you hours and hours. Like use that money for something else. Why are we even having this conversation? And then I calmed down, and I uh, checked myself, and I said, uh, and I realized what I'd not done enough was around getting people to think abundantly um, and to change their mindset. So I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. If I can help you to make, let's let's assume you make twenty percent profit. If I can help you to make £300 of additional monthly fees within the next 30 days from existing clients, do you agree that your upgrade of GoProposal will now be free for life if I can get you to pay to make 300 quid a month more, 60 quid profit? And they were like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm like, let's go. So I said, right, the first session, and I ran the sessions on Saturday mornings for some reason. It was the only time I could fit them in. Let's do it. So I said, let's go. And then I stepped back and thought, shit, what am I going to do now? I have no idea how I'm going to like do this. So I like stepped back and thought, what is it that I need to actually do? What's the issue? How do I change someone's mindset in such a short space of time? So for the first, well, the majority of the time, I just focused on mindset. In fact, I ran a two-hour session. They had to watch the two-hour video or join that before I would allow them into the four weeks. I can share that with you. It was a real, um, if you want to share it with your community, um, it was a big mindset shift for them. And the, out of those firms, within I took 50 firms on board. Within 30 days, they increased their revenue, their annual recurring revenue, by over half a million pounds from existing clients. Now, I wasn't sure if I'd fluked it or not. So I said, and then people, other people wanted to do it. And I said, right. So a couple of months later, I said, let's do it again. So I repeated the same process, another 50 firms, half a million pound of increased ARR. So 100 firms increased their revenue by over a million pounds within 30 days. And then lots more people wanted to do it. I didn't quite have the time to do it. So I committed that full journey to the book untapped. 
which is about believing that you have enough, you are enough, you are valuable enough, the clients you have are enough, and we just need to, to, to see them in a different way and go and have a different conversation with them. Not doing anything weird, no unusual sales stuff. I'm not into anything like that. Um, and and go and go and, and do this. And that was the book. I've got the audio version as well. It's like really good, really good training, especially if you've got a team as well. So I've got the book and I've got the audio version um, that will really help people to, to understand that. But that's it. It's about how do you make that breakthrough? People think breakthroughs take time and they don't. Breakthroughs are instant events. Preparing to make the breakthrough, realizing why you need to make the breakthrough is what takes the time. But the moment you say enough is enough, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not working these ridiculous hours. I'm not not going to my kids' swimming class or doing this. I am gonna, I'm gonna pay myself this amount of money. I'm gonna go on this number of holidays a year. I'm gonna buy that Chloe handbag, whatever it is that you want to do, right? Whatever floats your boat, you're gonna go and do it, and it's going to change now. And only when you commit to that, and we were talking about this earlier, burn the boats. And what burn the boats means is remove all other options. Yeah, because the moment you remove all other options. You will do it. When your back's up against the wall and you've got to figure it out, you will figure it out. You will make a way. Everyone on this call will either make an excuse or they will make a way. They're the only two options ahead of them. You're either good at making an excuse and an excuse sounds best to those people that's making it, but you'll either make an excuse or you will make a way. Untapped is about showing people the way. Oh, brilliant. I was so lucky and there's quite a few people in the comments saying that they were in that first cohort as well. And I think you, you found a, I don't know, it was a culmination of the mindset, being in a community, the accountability, having a spreadsheet that we all had to fill in. And that was like, well, I need to, I need to do this because everyone else is watching, even if they weren't. It's like that thing where you think everyone's watching you, but they're all really just watching their line on the spreadsheet being empty and they've got to do the work. And But it was it was magical. And I did, I, I can't remember, I was saying, um, I can't remember exactly, I'm so, but it just, it kick-started me into the belief that it could happen because I didn't lose one client in that process. Um, I up, upped their fees, the services stayed the same, I just made more money and um, and it's made me implement the, so Go Proposal have a one three twelve method. So one every month you should reprice your payroll, every three months you should reprice your bookkeeping and every 12 months you should re be repricing compliance work. And doing that with a group of people and seeing all their results at the same time just built the belief that this is not going to end my practice. This, oh, the only person getting in the way of, of anything is me. I just need to do it. I just need to have these conversations. And none of my clients battered an eyelid. They just did it. Um, and I think it, it was so amazing. So absolutely. Uh, lots of people saying they've just ordered the book and it's it's come through or they they didn't think it was going to be as good as selling to serve, but it's even they're, they're thrilled. and It's brilliant. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, that is I, I love it. Um, me and, me and Zoe have both got the book and uh, I can't wait to, I'm, I'm partway through, but I'm loving revisiting that time and going through that mindset shift again to the point where I know I've got to, I'm going through the practice absolutely again with my, with my, um, because I, I recently, I've told everybody that recently I lost a client that was, you know, 1500 pounds a month of fees. I know I've got that in my practice. I've just got to reprice again. I don't yeah. need to go, you know, I do what I we've got capacity so I can take on more clients and I do want to, but I actually just need to reprice as well. It's a, a great kind of thing to have in your arsenal to kind of go, I can just do that and, you know, fill that gap. I've got one idea because I'm trying to find the spreadsheet that you're, you were actually part of. I found one of them, but you weren't on that spreadsheet. So I'm actually seeing how much you increased your revenue by in those 30 days. I'll find it. I will find it. <laughs> oh, oh. Wonderful. So um, one of the questions that we when we were thinking about um, what to ask you about, one of the other things I think might come up because we ran a survey in May. Um, one of the questions that comes up in our Facebook community all the time is how much do bookkeepers charge? And there was a bit of a chat about what's the going rate. And then some people saying 
you shouldn't charge an hourly rate. Uh, other people saying, um, you know, saying whatever their prices were. And then there was, you know, some people going, how could you charge that much? And other people saying, you're not charging enough, you know. So it went on like this. And Joe and I got involved because we were like, we have to obviously say something about this. So we, we had a chat about um, value pricing and then we ran a survey because so we wanted to know because we wanted to be able to say, well, this is what people are charging. And we found out some really interesting things which we shared in our group um, about what bookkeepers are charging on average from that population that we surveyed and what people have been doing within our community and the differentials. And, you know, we hopefully have proved that the value of being part of a community which raises you up and helps you build your belief allows you to charge more. There are some really good stats around how our bookkeepers charge 20% more a month for bookkeeping and 108% more for advisory services than bookkeepers who aren't in our community. Some really good stuff in there. But I was still shocked by how many people were, even though they don't price by the hour, would put an hourly rate in the spreadsheet. So they did still know what their hourly rate would be. And I just wonder, how do you stop hourly rate pricing? Like, how can you move away from that if you are stuck in that trap? Yeah, so... To, to charge by the hour doesn't serve you and doesn't serve your, your customer either. You know, if you charge based on time, if you improve your efficiencies, you now have to charge me less, which doesn't make any sense. If, you, if you've improved the way that you can work, you know, if you've in, introduced technology or whatever, and you can now do it in half the time, you shouldn't get paid half the amount of money. And, you know, the amount of time that you spend on something isn't valued. That, that There's no value attached to the amount of time you do something. There's value attached to speed but there's no value attached to the time something takes. So for example, me and my wife, we bought a new house uh, recently and we're in a very fierce bidding war, okay? And it got to the point where it was, gonna go, it was gonna go crazy. And the woman said, I'll tell you what, whoever can close the deal within the next week can have the house, okay? So I'm like, right, I can do this. So I rang up my friend who knows us listen. They put me in touch. I said, how long can you? will it take for, you, for us, this is from start to finish. This is me engaging a conveyancing solicitor, okay? The last time I sat, do you know I got the house? Did you know we got the house? Yeah, 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 because last, last time- We didn't have the house. No. I just heard that we'd lost the house, right? Anyway, so we left it, and then uh, we managed to get back into the race, okay? And um, so we've got a week to complete, and um, the solicitor said, we can do the whole thing, close the deal, exchange contracts within 24 hours. I'm like, Let's go. Start to finish. It's going to cost you, but I can do it all within 24 hours. It ended up taking 48 just because their solicitor was so slow. And I had to pay my solicitor to show their solicitor what to do because they couldn't move at the speed that my guy could. But we could have closed in 24 hours. Who's doing that? No one. Conveyances take, what, three months to, to do that, right? It's crap. So there is value in speed. There isn't value in time. Otherwise... If you said, oh, we can do it in six months, I'd pay more. No, no, I'll pay you more for doing it in 24 hours, okay? Same with like daily reconciliation. I'd pay more for that than if it takes you months to reconcile my accounts. Sorry, I digress. So you can't charge on time. You have to charge one methodology is to charge you based on the number of transactions that you're reconciling or uh, in bands. So if you're reconciling, for example, 50 bank transactions a month, that would fit in there. 45 to 55 bank transaction group. And if you're raising invoices for people, if you're, you know, doing credit control, whatever it is that you're doing, each of those different things should have their own um, uh, charge out rate for, but based on the number of transactions, if you're doing more, you're getting paid more and it's nothing to do with, and if you can half the time, you should still get paid more. The other thing you've got to think about, if you do, if you do want to go down the route of thinking, well, but yeah, but it takes me this amount of time. Therefore, what am I getting an hour? The reason why that can be a trap is because let's say, for argument's sake, you were working for another company and you were getting paid, what, 15 quid an hour working for argument's sake, right? Doing bookkeeping for another company. And then you think, I'm going to set up myself. And you set up yourself and now you're, you're paying yourself 20 quid an hour. Woo, yeah, big time. However, you have not got a bookkeeping business. You have now got the worst job in the world because what you that means is you can't employ anyone else. You can't go on holiday. You can't go on sick. You have to price your services if you are getting an hourly rate on the assumption that you are going to be bringing staff on board as well. Even if you're not, even if you're not bringing staff on board, if you don't do that, you're backing yourself into a corner. 
you need to give yourselves as many options as possible. You don't know what the future holds. So you need to give yourself as many options as possible. And there could be a time in the future where you need, need to bring someone else in. So a really good idea is to think, right, okay, dream scenario is I've got a little bookkeeping practice. There's myself. I've got three people doing bookkeeping and one admin member of staff. Right. If I was to create that, how much would I need to charge for that to work? If that's your dream goal, how much would I need to be making for that to work? Because if you don't set that up now, you'll never, ever be able to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah, that really, really makes sense. And I, and I don't think anyone, and I don't think anyone does that and starts with that. And um, and that's the problem. And then you get stuck in a rut and it's really hard to re reprice then. Um, so go proposal uh, offering a bookkeepers bootcamp special where if um, if so we can bring up the link where if you sign up with go proposal, you can access the first month 30 days for free. And then you get two months extra months at 50% off. So really in three months, you're paying for one month, which is fantastic. But what's amazing about when you start with that is that you can go in and you can answer a wizard and it can give you a clue about what you should be charging. And um, you access things like Oversuite, which are the letters of engagement. And I mean, it's it's amazing. You're mad if you don't go and try it out. There are so many members. We were saying this morning, we interviewed Juliana Nagy from, and she's in Sydney and we had no idea. We didn't. We didn't check with anyone if they used Go Proposal before they came a guest. It wasn't part of the thing that they needed. But there she was sitting in Sydney with both of James's books on the shelf behind her, um, and she was a big fan. And she she said she was going to stay up. It was seven p.m. at ten a.m. when we was watching. She said she was going to stay up and watch this live because she's a massive fan of yours, James, and uh, she wanted to be here live, which was so sweet. But yeah, absolutely. And she, and we've had quite a few people that have said, and you can see the trajectory in their businesses when they started right with the pricing from day one, what a massive difference it's made to them. Yes. And sorry, that's great. And I've seen Catherine Freeman put there, can we have 50% off because we've had a go proposal for ages. And um, <laughs> I do always find that annoying when you offer like a special offer for people starting, starting out when they, they've been with, when they're with you and they've, they've, you're not giving them something. So we need to figure out something for existing GoPros members that are part of your group as well. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll send you audio versions of my book um, in a format that they can be shared with people's teams as well. So I'll send over Selling to Serve. So there's people that sign up with you guys and jo join your community and, and join your courses. Uh, a copy of Selling to Serve. I'll send a copy of uh, Untapped as well, audio version uh, for them to do that. Um, See if we can find some other gifts. and the two hours and for our members as well. Can they have the two hours mindset session for untapped? And the two hour mindset session for you. And I have found your name on the group now. Oh, so, have you? So you set yourself a target to increase your revenue within thirty days by a thousand pounds from fifth doing fifteen renewals. Mm -hmm. You actually got eleven accepted, but you increased your revenue by two thousand one hundred and two pounds. Oh my god, um, Joe, that's amazing. I know within, I did good, but I couldn't remember exactly the numbers. <laughs> within 30 days from existing clients, £2,102 of increased fees. Like you carry oh, on doing that. Yeah. And you know, your your life changes within, you know, a few months. Oh my goodness. I thought I did I thought I did 10. I knew I'd done around the 10 renewal or like that got accepted. And I thought I'd done a thousand, but I did double. Oh my goodness. That's great. Yeah. So anyone that signs up for GoProposal, the first thing you need to do anyway is you need a core pricing matrix. You need to solve this problem of how you charge for your services. If you sign up for GoProposal, it'll ask you three very, very simple questions and it will automatically build out a full bookkeeping pricing matrix for you, which you can go and export. You can export it from the system. You, If you want to use it with GoProposal, brilliant. If you want to go and export it and use it with something else, best of luck. But um, yeah, that's the first thing that you need to go and solve. We'll help you do that within three minutes of signing up for GoProposal. God, that's exciting. I'm excited for everyone. So um, just so what we'll do is for members of our program, for the six month success program, we'll make we'll we'll stay in touch with James's team and we'll make sure that those available those uh, the mindset session and the audio books are available. And for any of our members who are existing GoProposal users, we'll stay in touch with you about what gets agreed 
Yeah. I think yeah. any existing GoPros are members, we should offer do them a deal on Oversuite. If they've not got Oversuite and they want to incre- go into that, we can do that. And we're also about to launch new uh, new AML functionality, which is going to be crazy because it's going to show you how to make money out of AML. So it's not just going to be a cost center, but it's going to turn into a profit center for you. I, I, and also a business opportunity. We're flipping the whole thing upside down. Get ready. Woo! <laughs> Oh, goodness, James, thank you so, so much for today's session. I hope you all agree that it has been absolutely fantastic and um, we can't thank you enough. Um, oh, my goodness. Zoe, what have we got on later today? I know it's our last session, eight o'clock. We're going to be back, but it's going to be an amazing one. So we're going to be joined by Nicola Fallon and Steph Merrill. We're going to be talking to them about building their practices. We're going to talk about pricing as well. Um, I think it's just really nice to have lots of different voices, speak to lots of people who come from different backgrounds and learn about how they've started their businesses and um, might take a similar format to the one we had last night when we were talking to Emma and um, when we were talking to Karen. But you know, it's going to be different because their businesses are different. So come along, join us for that last session. I feel like it's going to be a bit of a party. Uh, don't forget, it's the if you sign up by midnight tonight, you get those bonuses on the Six Month Success Programme. We'd love to see you on our new members call on Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Obviously, James has just thrown in some amazing extras. So thank you so much for that. And um, yeah, thank you, James. Thanks, everyone, for being here. We'll see you later on. Thanks, guys. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.